Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Episode 20, brother. Episode 20. That's a, Hit the that's a monument. Yeah, big milestone. The first one. Yeah, man. How you doing? Good. Welcome to the Road to Black podcast, listeners. Thanks for everyone for uh, tuning in for the last 20 or so weeks. It's been fun so it's far. It's been a blast. Got some good feedback. I don't know, man. It's been, a, it's been a good week so far. I'm doing good. Yeah, man. I, I've, I have no complaints either. I trained today. Today was pretty busy. Um, had a lot going on in the morning and then trained, um, at noon and, um, man had to, had a bunch of stuff going on after training and, um, pretty much just cleaned my mats and sat down here to the, to the podcast. So it's been one thing after yeah. another, after another. So, uh, <laughs> it's been awesome. And, and I will say, yeah. I'm going to give a little, little dig on IBJJF. I don't, I, I actually clean my mats. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't leave them. I don't leave them thirsty. I don't leave them wanting for more. You know, they, they get a good, they get disinfected. They get disinfected. That's good to hear. So let's set up a little tournament over there. Those clean mats. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's coming by the way. That's going to happen at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking, not necessarily a tournament, but I was talking to my training group today and it seems like things are starting to calm down numbers wise around here. And, uh, we're talking about bringing on, uh, maybe another person and then come spring, we want to like, um, I, the back of my house backs up to a big park. So we want to like, um, either, either source some rollouts or, um, get like a, some planks and set my mats up and go, go train, get a bigger space, get a bigger space and, um, and, uh, just brings, just get some, some more people and Mm -hmm. that are, so we've got, I've got a few people that are talking to me and trying to get in here. So I'm oh, really? um, hoping to, um, expand a little bit, expand that out. Maybe we can, uh, the days that we're in the park, we can have more people have a little barbecue and, uh, just enjoy. That'd be fun. Know? Yeah. Maybe you should expand that building you're in and over into your lovely neighbor's yard. <laughs> you know her big her uh, her big complaint is that oh dude you parked on her started on that you parked on her uh, property bro yeah i've got like a foot so for the listeners i've got a really really bad neighbor and uh i'll tell a little bit of the backstory i won't go too crazy is her name it, karen her name's kathy uh so closer, close close enough I, my buddy now calls her uh curbside karen <laughs> um because she just constantly monitors where my when my cars are parked oh yeah um i should have saw the note picture. she wrote i saw the yeah. note she wrote and you were like the ninth nate she said the ninth neighbor in three years or something the yeah eighth something. person is so her whole life has just probably been just pestering 
the person that's lived next door to her. It's so funny on that letter. Um, in fact, I've got it right here. I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read part of it. It says, uh, uh, in the past, I've gotten along with everyone who has lived in that house. I think that was six different families. I have lived here for nine years. If you have to put that in your letter and you have to tell people that I've gotten along with everybody, it makes me feel like you haven't gotten along with everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and the it's next probably one, why all six of those people moved. At 100%. 100%. <laughs> And this is actually my favorite part. I have said hi to your wife twice. She did not respond. Maybe she did not hear me. We did not have we do not have to be friends, but we should at least respect each other. So the last time she said hi to Melissa was at 4:30 in the morning when it was 12 below zero <laughs> and she was coming off of a 12-hour night shift or a 14-hour night shift in a 90 plus hour work week. Not a great Sorry, time. I didn't take the time, I, <laughs> time to, to respond. I know, and she was like two doors down. By the way, oh, she was man. out there like shoveling, uh, shoveling snow. Right, so it was like she's two doors down. She's like screaming, "Hello!" You know, and it's like four thirty in the morning. She comes off a fourteen-hour night shift, and it's like this is not the time to explain to to have salutations. Right, exactly. Okay, like just let it go. Exactly. Um, but my, my car was parked. This has been a constant battle before we even bought this house. She was, um, we, we showed up to do our final walkthrough. So we hadn't even taken ownership. And she comes up to us as we get out of the car on the final walkthrough day. And she starts talking to us about property lines and fencing, all of which are the fencing she owns, by the way. So I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. Setting precedents. Yeah, setting precedence. So now we get this parking thing with my car that is like a foot over her property line, supposed property line. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, she probably. She's going to love the B- BJJ barbecues. Let me tell you. Oh, she, she's going to love them. She's she, gonna, she's I can't imagine what she thinks is going on in here. My friend, you know, and they come over, they park in front of her house, too. So, oh, man. Um, you know, I can't imagine what she thinks we're doing in here. So, because it's just beat. It's just you know yeah you know what it sounds like <laughs> oh man so well, it sounds like that's that's cool you guys got some it's going to be nice once the weather breaks out there and yeah it'll be co- cool. covid's dying down get to, get some more people out there training yeah it's awesome i didn't realize you know i felt like i feel and still feel that there is a market for i mean there's 200,000 people in this town. There's a Gracie Baja gym and there's another gym. Um, and I'm not satisfied with either one of them. Yeah. So, um, you know, and clearly if I've got a handful of people that are trying to get into my current training room, um, there's time to open a school. There's a, there's a need (laughs) for, um, the style of training that it's blowing up, man. That we bring to the table. Yeah, exactly. The more options people have, they're going to find the best schools, you know, it's all about reputation and people, you know, you haven't had the best experience at, from those gyms over there and you've been around, you've been to different schools. You, I think you know how to grade a school to some extent and other people are going to see that too. You know, the, the gyms with the vibe that are open and people want to go train. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know? You're, if you you have a good environment and people are going to want to train there, they're not, they're going to be, they're going to get that addicted. I'm addicted to BJJ. Yep. I'm going to go. It's not going to be, oh, I don't want to go because this happened last week at this gym or whatever, or the vibe's not cool or dread, you know, you're dreading to go. So there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, look how much it's grown here in Phoenix area over the last even five years, how many gyms oh, dude. and they're, they're from what I can tell they're doing well, you know, every time yep. someone. Even some that I'll see like post on Instagram that I think like is a smaller gym. It's like, oh my God, like that's a full class, you know, it's like, oh, okay. There's like people interested everywhere, you know? So obviously it's a bigger city here, metropolitan area, but 200,000 people, there's plenty of, you know, plenty oh, of space, there's, yeah, plenty there's, of space there's, to get some more gyms in there. 100%. Yeah. I feel the same way. So, 
But and it's, you're yeah. not going to be opening a gym personally if you're going to be moving back to Arizona. Yeah, that's the that's <laughs> that's the hang up. Is that uh, you might I'm have not, to have a little temporary, just yeah. like you're doing, you know, a temporary yeah, setup. You know, I think I think for me, my the solution to my problems already exists with what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, I don't, I will not have a problems finding training partners. Yeah. Um, and then I'm planning on just doing the stuff that I'm doing now, or I've got some training partners and as things kind of calm down with COVID, I can go down to, uh, Michael Liera from Atos just opened up a gym down in Denver. Yeah. Um, he opened logos. And so I'm planning on going to go down and, um, you know, take, take a class every now and again and get some different looks and take That's just cool. take classes and, you know, just kind of nomad around and, um, yeah. you or, know, or even take one of your main training partners or a couple of you go for a couple, yeah. that might be a good idea too. It's like get some different looks and so I, I, I don't, um, did you find these extra people from down to roll.com? Uh, a few of them are on down to roll. One of them is, one of them is a buddy of mine from the service that moved out here a while back and, uh, he's a blue belt and I don't think he's been training much, but he's been trying to get in. Cool. Uh, he texted me a couple weeks ago and was like, Hey man, are you guys training over there? And I was like, yeah, he's like, I'm ready to get back at it. Nice. So I've got like. A bunch of people that are all just like, dude, I want to train with fun. you. Yeah, I want to train with you guys. Yeah, it's like, that's well, cool. We train hard over here, so um, get ready. Nice. Talking about training hard. Do you see those OU football players against those <laughs> wrestlers that train hard? <laughs> oh, dude, that train MMA or whatever they were doing. Dude, they showed those boys some violence, didn't yeah. they? That was funny. that was wild. They ate they ate them up in the middle of a urinal with so many dudes in there. People stepping over him. I think my favorite p- favorite part of the whole thing was that guy that was like caught in the middle of it with his drink, and he just yeah. like walks through the middle. Of At it. first, he was gonna be one, he was gonna be the guy that stops the fight. Did you see? Yeah, he like tries to like touch the guy, like he's gonna break it up, and he got he got kind of smart about that. He kind of smartened up. He was like, "Oh no, I'm not. No, I these probably guys shouldn't not, get in the middle of yeah. this." <laughs> I, that's like the worst. I hate that guy. The guy that jumps into the fight, the drunk guy is like, oh, you know, he's like stumbles in there and he's trying to like, no, the business is being handled. Yep. Get your drunk ass out of the way. You're just going to get let hurt. It ha- that's right. Yeah, exactly. Let it that happen. Guy, he smartened up in the end, but that was, you know, that was beautiful. The whole, th- like all of those situations, I, and I, you see it in like a lot of these videos is that people have no problem. They don't step in. They don't say shit when people are bashing each other's brains in. But the second somebody throws on like a chokehold, which is yeah. safer yeah. than. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you know, it's know. like, oh, understand. no, no, no. It's over. It's over. It's like, yeah, it's, dude, yeah. you know, it's over. It's like, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> a world star. I've seen that a bunch of times. No, it's not over. What I, do you yeah. mean? Yeah. So, so if, you, if you didn't, if you didn't see the viral clip going around, it's. uh. I guess, I mean, obviously it was at a bar in the urine, in the stall, or in the bathroom, basically, a bunch of dudes in there, gross looking floor, like the worst place you ever oh, want to yeah. go to the ground and fight. And there's two OU football players. I guess one, the main guy's a, a, a receiver at Oklahoma. I don't know if he's, I don't follow college football, so I don't know if he's popular or anything, but he plays there. So he's got to be good. A big time school. He's the the clip starts is basically him and this other guy are are confronting the smaller guy, right? And they're basically being the aggressor. You know, he he's actually suing. Okay, the guy, the guy, the OU player that got his ass kicked, he's actually suing the other guy now. Yeah, I saw that. Which can you fucking I can't fucking this it's it's crazy. Like what are what is things coming to? Like I just I think I, I would I would feel embarrassed if I was that guy and sued, first of yeah. all. Just like take your loss and learn a lesson, you know. Now you're gonna yep. sue for getting your ass kicked. What a punk. Yep. So it I makes agree. it makes me all the more happy that this happened. But anyway, this guy was allegedly the aggressor, okay? So in the video, this this smaller guy, 
he he just like is it looks like he's talking to his friend like and i guess they can tell what he's saying because in the article it said he was saying something like hey do we really have to do this are we going to really do this and right when he said that he just basically just clocks this guy so the little guy clocks the ou player who was in his face and being whatever yeah. and now if you if you see in the clip the guy had a nosebleed. The smaller guy, yeah, his I was nose say was that. already bleeding. So I, I didn't understand what happened because I was like, maybe we're not getting the full story. Like maybe there was a fight before. So I actually saw it today on a post. Now, I don't know if this is true, but somebody on the post said, hey, I'm from this area where these kids wrestled at in high school or whatever. I guess they train MMA or something now, but he's like, these dudes are martial artist guys. They They don't they're not built like that. They're not starting fights. You know, they're just got good, good guys. Like they're, they're just good guys, I guess. Yeah. That's what this guy was vouching. And he also said, look in the video. If you see it, the guy has a bloody nose. He goes, he, he got caught. He got sucker punched. So the little guy had already gotten sucker punched by one of these guys, first of all. So that context isn't even in the clip, which makes it even more deserve, deserved that this guy got his ass kicked. <laughs> So in the clip, all you see is the guy's got a little bit of a bloody nose. He clocks his football player. They go down to the ground, and he starts basically grappling with him and wrestles him, gets on top, and just starts pounding him. And his buddy takes the other guy and just slams his head into the wall, which was great. So both these littler guys, you could tell they were fighters. And it's like, here's a lesson for people that don't grapple or do anything. And I've been there in my life, too, where you think you're tough. Until yeah. you fight somebody that trains every day, Re- literally wrestle. Like if you're training jujitsu every day or whatever, several times a week, you're literally wrestling other people for your life. Yeah. No, no one else does that. I know. Like no one in real life does that. Unless Those you're guys- training. They have no clue how to like, no chance, by the way, no chance. You know, if you're, if you're especially against these guys that were wrestlers already and they're training MMA. I mean, there's just no chance. You saw what happened. Oh, it was. Unless you're another martial vicious. artist and you're fighting. But I'd always tell people, you know, people are like, hey, I want to get into jujitsu. What are the, I've heard these are the benefits here of self-defense. I'm like, look, even if you're not in like a self-defense oriented school, the fact that you're just grappling with someone and knowing yeah. how to move your body and manipulate somebody else who, by the way, is also grappling. Now, imagine doing what we do as jujitsu practitioners to someone that has no clue. When you get them to the ground, they have no chance whatsoever. <laughs> this is None. zero None. Zero. I know. And you don't have to be training long to put that into play. You know? Yeah. For I'm talking sure. white belt. If you're a white belt that's been training some time and you can manage your body, you know, you're you're getting to the point where you can figure out how your body's moving and controlling other people. Maybe not a new white belt, but you know, you've been training for several months, year or two, you're going to get your blue belt. There's not, I mean, unless that other person's going to hitch, you know, obviously there's going to be striking and guys going to throw blows and stuff, but still you have such a great, a much better chance of getting to someone, you know, wrestling to someone in a position to where they cannot, doesn't matter if you haven't taken like true self-defense courses where you're blocking punches and no, just body positioning. Knowing how to grapple and, and manhandle somebody, you know, it makes all the difference in the world. You saw that in that in that little clip. I mean, that was, it was, it was, it was I mean, that's it was why apparent. it was so popular in the jujitsu community. Everyone's just like one for the team. Yep, and you know those guys, they you know they they put a beating on those football players, but you know he wipes that he like wipes his nose and then he like slaps him. Yeah. I mean, that's like it was like a wrestler. I mean, that's just like a wrestler move where you're like you kind of club somebody, right? Yeah. Like you kind of like head tap him, but he like head tapped him, slapped him, and then followed over with that with that right hand and closed the distance right away. Oh yeah, it was like it was all over that guy. It was all all over yeah. him, like white on rice. It was like there was nothing fancy about it. He didn't he didn't sit there and yeah exactly control the distance. He closed the distance and he yeah. honestly that first suplex on the guy probably would have looked just like the other guy if he didn't you know he hit the he yeah, hit one yeah. of the bystanders didn't have, it didn't have a lot of nasty. space in there Ugh. oh man great that though. was that was um i just like when people get put in their place that are cocky like that because that you know if that guy's doing that in there he thinks he's a tough guy and he's probably a fucking bully yeah, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? He probably yep. is. That's just how some of these guys are. And sometimes you need to be taught a lesson, you know? I, you know, <laughs> I've, Dude. I've been in those same positions where I probably was in the wrong and talking shit to somebody when I didn't even know who this person was and I wasn't trained, you know? It, Dude, it's I, just a bad look, you know? And that's what happens when you're young. You know, you, you yep. get this, you have this testosterone flowing. You, you don't have a lot of experience. Probably haven't come up. He's probably been in the cool crowd, football players. No one's going to mess with these guys. They're giants, you know? But one-on-one, you, you know, you get in the wrong crowd, piss somebody off. And I would love to know what happened in the first place, you know, why the guy had a bloody nose. But it seems to me the good guy won in the end. But it is what it is. It's, you know, sometimes you got to take care of business. Yeah, and unfortunately, we live in a litigious society, oh, and yeah. it's like you can't just take your beating and move on, you know. Let it. Yes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If I say anything, there are people who are gonna be like, "Oh, look at this old guy!" Like thinking, you know, the young, <laughs> the young people they can't be men, and they have to. It's just, it's one of those things, man. That's just the society we're living. In. It doesn't matter your age, really, but for him to do that, it's just comical. Especially because there's a video of it and stuff. It's like, that's embarrassing to me. <laughs> it's embarrassing because you're full of shit, by the way. We yeah. see the video. What? There, yeah. You're no de-escalation. The I guy know, was getting he, in his face, dude. I know. That's it's, um, it's broad. It's in broad daylight right there. You can see. They plain were as trying. Day. Their lawyers were trying to say that he was uh, acting as a peacekeeper. <laughs> did you just hear that I, like i saw that in the bathroom they, i yeah. know yeah clearly well, looks like a peacekeeper as he's telling this guy get the fuck out of here get the yeah, fuck exactly. out of here you know and his his buddy behind him is like pushing the dude yeah like, okay that guy got blasted oh dude he got he got <laughs> it was, it was bad know. and then and then when he got his face planted into the corner of the stall the stall on the concrete the dude Stayed Hopefully, on top of him and yeah, oh yeah, it ended with like, him just throwing it just, bombs oh, down on that dude. That <laughs> <laughs> was a great clip. Good I thought no so one too. got tragically injured. It's yeah. uh, people can die that way. I mean, fighting's never. It's never. It's never smart. I've been in a bunch of fights when I was younger. I've seen shit. I heard about stuff. You know, I knew a dude that got. I knew a tough guy, dude. He was like our toughest guy in our high school, probably like. I think he was all righted out, but he was just a wild kid and he would beat the shit out of guys in fights and stuff. And he had this, uh, he had this nemesis guy, big, big, taller guy than him and everything. This guy wasn't, this guy was pretty stock, stocky. This, this guy I knew confident dude, probably, you know, definitely on steroids at the time. Got in a fight with this guy. I, I don't remember if no one was around, but it was, I believe it was at McDonald's and that's where we always fought in Mesa. And just that's where everyone was. So there's always fights and yeah. shit, you know, people drinking, going to parties, hanging out. I guess this guy got clocked by this guy. Or I don't remember. It was probably the guy also drank a lot. So I don't know if it was a, I think it was probably like a sloppy fight or something. But anyway, this dude falls back and hits his head. Mm -hmm. I mean, almost kills this kid. Oh, I know one of those the, too. The, I the, one the, those the, too. the one, the, 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 the cocky one, you know? So kind of got the tables turned on him that night by this dorky taller guy i don't know what happened but this dude either clocked him i don't remember the full story i just remember this guy was in the hospital that we knew from my school for a while like but there's a lot of stories where dudes just you've seen videos oh yeah I mean, if you bounce your head off the pavement you're at least it's, getting brain damage for life i mean some sort yeah. that's that is not a, <laughs> not a good look and a lot of people die that way so that's the one thing I was always kind of scared of in fights is like, like hitting, you know, getting hit and going to the ground. Dude, that happened um, when I was bouncing um, actually here in the town that I'm living at uh, a long time ago I was bouncing and um, fight broke out. It was like a little ways. It was like all the bars kind of dumped out into one little square. And which is already kind of a recipe like for you said, yeah. you you're like 
You've got <laughs> yeah. like it's like Mill Avenue. Five or six at bars one, at all one thirty. Yeah, exactly. It's like everybody dumps out into this one little section and there's a fight. And um yeah, dude gets knocked out, bangs his head on the concrete, done. Died. <sighs> really? Yeah, died. I've heard a lot of, I've read a bunch of stories like that. That's this that's sketchy. Yeah. That's why it's just always better, especially now being older. I'm just like, I mean, your temper and stuff can get the best of you, but you always got to try to walk away. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I had this, the most humbling moment I ever had. This is the story I've never told to anyone in my life because it's so embarrassing, but I was, <laughs> it just came into my head. So I'll tell it now. My ex had a Saturn view, like one of these first oh, yeah. SUVs that came out and it was yellow. Okay, this is a main part of the story. <laughs> I had a truck, but in this particular case, this is many, many years ago, before I ever started training jujitsu, I was a different man back then. I had much more of a, I don't know, it was just a different time in my life, you know? Um, wasn't as happy during that time. And I found myself having a road rage incident with these two dudes in like, a dump truck or something like these two big dudes. And I don't know what it was, but I like, I think I flipped them off or something outside the window. And they, I like, we pulled late. We got off. It was, I remember very vividly because it was, it was a moment I always regret and I am very embarrassed by it, but I came off the off ramp and I ended up pulling up next to these guys. I don't know what happened. I don't remember the whole incident. All I remember is being next to these guys and I like fucking flip them off, right? Like right to their face. Like just, you know, and they, they literally, literally looked at me and they're like ready to fight. You know, they were, I was like, oh my God, these guys are going to get out, you know? And it wasn't until like right after that moment, I just realized what a douchebag I was. Cause I looked and I noticed I was driving my wife's yellow Saturn view. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed for myself. I'm like, <laughs> what kind of punk? <laughs> drives this ridiculous car and then i'm gonna call these two guys in this giant jump truck out and they would have beat my ass probably like i was just so rage filled you know i'm talking this is like 20 something years ago at least you know but just being young and full of piss and vinegar and stupid and you know thinking you're tough and i wasn't you know i didn't have any real skills or anything or any training at the time but it was just one of those moments i i literally changed like from that moment on i literally always became more cognizant of like road rage not to say that i haven't gotten pissed off on the road or something but i was like that was really stupid like not only did i look like a fool just because i was like look at me like i'm not even in my truck you know <laughs> <laughs> what a disgrace First of all, it's a disgrace that I was even driving that car. Anyway, it was ugly little car that I didn't like very much, but I don't know why I was driving it that day, but I just realized how ridiculous I looked and how I was about to get my ass kicked because these guys were like, they like the guy was like opening the door, you know, like, oh, okay. Oh man. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. And I noticed how big this guy was. <laughs> yeah. So I think I quickly pulled off or just said, I'm sorry about that and left, but. Yeah, it's you never know, man. You never know. We've talked yeah, about crazy stuff really on do, here. Man. You know, you never know, especially now with weapons and stuff people carry in their car, especially out here in Arizona. There's guns everywhere. You just have to assume that they're everywhere. Or when I lived at uh, over in East uh, in Gilbert, probably about maybe ten years ago, there was a Circle K by my by my house, and this uh, this guy comes in, buys buys a twelve pack. Uh, he's at the gas station, pulls in, pulls his truck, goes, gets a 12 pack. I believe he can't remember. I think he put it. Um, he was coming out of the gas station with it. Okay. Regular dude. This guy, I remember him. He was, he was like actually my age and stuff. He was in his thirties. This was when I was in my thirties. He comes out with this uh, 12 pack of beer or something. He's going to fill his tank or whatever. Some, I don't know if it was a homeless dude or some crazy person comes up, pulls a gun on him right when he gets to the truck and tries to, to steal his beer and shit, this guy turns around and sees the gun just like 
nonchalantly goes into his truck, takes his gun, just blasts this dude right there, like right there in Gilbert, right by my house. I was like, just killed this guy. Like self-defense. He got away. It was all over the news at the time. No charges pressed because this other guy came at him. It was crazy. Wow. But you never know. This wild. is like in no, literally, you- it was in the Circle K parking lot in Gilbert. You know, I mean, we're talking probably not a huge crime filled city, you know? Yeah. But I that's think it was what, like one of the number one. It was like in the top safest cities in the country. Yeah. Like. Not that day. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's the Wild West out there, man. It is. I love it. It really is. Hey, we had a uh, a request from one of our listeners on an idea, a topic idea for the show. And we thought we'd just kind of expand on that. And basically, one of the listeners sent a message saying, we'd love to hear an episode on how BJJ has helped both of you as business owners. And, um, or even the flip side and how you know, being a business owner has helped you in jujitsu. So we thought since we're both business owners, we could uh, kind of talk about that a little bit because, uh, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs in jujitsu actually. There are. Um, It's something that we've, this individual noticed, but I've noticed as well, especially in my class, there's quite a few um, people that are business owners. I was kind of thinking, why is that? You know, is there a reason behind that? Or is that just a percentage of the regular population that are business owners or entrepreneur type people, you know, or does jujitsu draw those types of people in, you know, is it, is it a certain mindset that you have or, or on the flip side, like he said, does jujitsu drive you to something, which I think in my case is, is a little bit more of that, um, I trained jujitsu when I started. I was working for a bigger corporation, just working a nine to five that I worked for 20 years. But what jujitsu did for me is, I don't know, it kind of gave me this uh, empowerment, you know, in a way. Yeah. That totally. you, you know, you, you like, it's that thing that's about jujitsu that it's hard to explain to people that don't do jujitsu. It's like, why does, what makes it so great? Like, well, how does it benefit other aspects of your life? You know, you always get that. And sometimes that's hard to, kind of hard to explain to people, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think what it is for me, at least that for, in my experience, it kind of, it kind of, to be honest, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. So I think it built and instilled like this determination and drive in me that I really kind of felt confident. It built confidence in me that I could do something difficult. I'm trying, I was really trying to think about this after this question was asked. And, you know, I think it's, I think it, it, they correlate in a, in a major way because, and it does, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're a business owner, but for me, it was the building up the courage and the, and the, and the uh, the dedication and the determination to do something on my own, where I had been thinking about doing uh, my business, having a business on my own for many years, but I was kind of like always tied to the corporate daddy, or you know, I need the yeah. paycheck, or I'm I'm scared to do it because it's uncertainty, and it's going to be too much work. Maybe it's I'm not disciplined enough. But like yep. once I started into a few years of jujitsu. It was literally like two or three years in, I was like, this is, this is like something that I want to do for my life because it, it's, I can feel it benefiting in other ways. One of those ways obviously is like when you train, it, this has been absolutely hundred percent true for me when you train, especially because I train in the morning, like the rest of the day is such a cakewalk, especially yeah. when I used to work in a high anxiety job. It changed everything when I like it it was like my saving grace, especially the last few years I was there because I was in a stressful environment. Kind of a high priority, high visibility job in the company, a lot of stress, like a lot of meetings, a lot of crazy, you know, a lot of corporate stuff, a lot of money involved, business just every day, you know, you're just going in and fighting the battle. And that's what business is in some in some terms in that in that world, you know. 
Um, so that was like, I would do jujitsu. And like, once I started doing jujitsu and really falling for it, I was like, oh, this is making my day a little bit less stressful. Like I felt that all the time, all the time. Like I was like, you know, cause you, you get the training in, you get those endorphins, you get that dump, yep. like you just, and it's the mental of you're excited about it. You know, you have something yep. to look forward to the next day. You know, it's, it's something outside of work. It's a hobby, whether it's jujitsu, I'm sure other people have this with other stuff, but I never had this before. I never yeah. had something that I could focus my personal love and energy on in that way, besides family and stuff like that for something personal. So once I started doing jujitsu, I started kind of seeing the negativity more in business yeah. in the, in the circles I was in. I was like, well, I'm feeling this good on the mats with jujitsu. And it's like this vibe and this lifestyle that I kind of want to live. That's why I'm going to try to like move my life in that direction. It was a very yeah, I mean, selfish thing to do in some ways, but that was just what I had to do. And ultimately it led me to leaving that environment and opening my own business because I knew I could control the vibe. Yeah. You tactically, you have to formulate an off ramp. Oh yeah. To, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to formulate your exit strategy yeah. to get, and it, you know, it, it is, um, I'll be very, I mean, I'll be pretty clear starting and building a business. Um, there's a couple points that I want to make on in relation to jujitsu, but the first thing's just starting a business and building a business. It is terrifying. Like for me anyway, like, like it, for especially for me working in healthcare, it is it's it would be super easy for me to get a job. I can work at a clinic or a hospital. Right. Like there's so many job opportunities. Cash my cash my check every day. Go work for someone else and make let somebody else make buku bucks off of my work ethic and me working hard. Yeah, but like actually starting a business is for me was absolutely terrifying because there's so many unknowns. There's so many, like, how do I even do that? Like, how do I even start? Yeah. You know how, like, how do I get my first client? How do I get my first 10 clients? Yeah. How do I, what are the, um, what are the, how do I structure my business? What do I want it to look like? Like I have learned, um, a lot of, I've learned a lot about business and just in the last year and a half. And, um, you know, my, I, I, my business coach talks a lot about how business is building and running and operating a business is art. You can have all the tactics you want. Mm -hmm. You can, you can do everything tactically, but first of all, it's a long game. Like you're running, building, operating. It is the long game. There are going to be so many, so many bad days where you're not as productive as you want. Some days just are a dud, you know, and you, you have to look at it across the long spectrum. Yeah. And, um, it's the same way with jujitsu. I was just going to say, like, the, you know what that correlates with? Same. Yeah. The road to black. That's right. Exactly. So it's exactly. Playing, it's the law. You have to look at it. The long game. You're going to be days. You show up on the mat that you're, you can't hit anything. Yeah. You just get steamrolled all day. And same thing. You're, you show up at your, you show up uh, for your own business. X, Y, and Z always, are, there's going to be all kinds of stuff that are going to be, trying to pull you away from and sometimes they're you know sometimes there are things that really need attention and yeah. you you lose a day you know it happens um, it happens a lot it happens but if you're in it for the long game and yeah. you know the tactics and the strategies you can have all that stuff but if you don't actually artfully apply it to your business um and and look at it across a broad spectrum of yeah. My business isn't going to be Amazon size by the end of next year. Yeah. You know, but I'm going to be farther 
I'm going to be further than I was today. Yeah. So that's, that's the way you got to look at it. You almost have to have a blind faith that same with jujitsu. I'm going to get promoted when I'm, I'm just going to put the work in. Right. Yeah. We talk about it a million times. You get, you're determined, you're persistent. You just keep putting the work in same with business. And that's when I opened my business, that was the same thing. When I opened the first day, I literally didn't know like how I was even going to get, if anyone would even ever come and do cryotherapy. I I built this beautiful place. I was like, well, I think they're going to come, you know, but I don't know. This is new. You know, we didn't really even know how to do advertising at that time. We just opened. And sure enough, like there was a lot of slow days where I'd just get one person in or sometimes no people, you know, it's like, that's okay. This is, this is it. So we just kept putting in the work, work, work. Same with jujitsu, you know, you're like, it's that long haul. And I think that's where those things correlate. And I think that's why a lot of, there is definitely, a, there is something to that with, and I'm, and it's not just entrepreneurs and business owners, but hard workers, I would say, but especially people that are on their own doing, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you have your own business, everything falls on you. And it's the same yeah. with jujitsu. No one's, no one can hold your hand through to a blue belt. You know, I mean, you have to do the work yourself. You have to put the discipline in the same with business. It's all on you, you know, I mean, or if you have a team, that's fine. But if you're just a sole, you know, proprietorship or entrepreneur that, you know, you're running your own deal. You know, I, when I, when I took that opportunity to do and took that leap of faith, guess what I stopped doing? I stopped watching baseball as much. I stopped doing stupid shit that I didn't have time. Like that stuff ends immediately <laughs> if you want to yeah. be successful. Now it doesn't have to like it being a business owner. It takes up a lot of your time. Obviously you understand that now all of your time. Yeah. You never stop thinking about it. You yeah. really don't because it's, there's no nine to five o'clock. Now this goes the same with jujitsu. If you're, you could take a couple weeks off and I, you know, if you have a business like yours per se, Maybe not yours because you're dial like I'm saying there's certain businesses where even yours, take it, take a yeah. couple of weeks off. What's that going to do your business? You could slough off for two weeks, but it's going to negatively affect your business. Yeah. That's my 100%. point. Yeah. Same thing with your journey in jujitsu. Yeah. Take a couple of weeks off. You're two weeks behind to where you could have been. Now, maybe jujitsu is not that it's not as serious. It's, it's a recreation that you're doing, but in business, it's very important that those weeks yeah. don't go, you know, you don't have time to be sitting on the couch and. You know, that, that went away immediately for me. I I realized I do not have the leisure time I used to. And I was okay with that because my, I would rather have, I would rather have a full fulfilled quality day of things that I want to be doing. Even if it's working hard all day, if I'm fulfilled in the end, it's better than working a nine to five, being miserable at work. And then having two hours at night where I'm trying to get my recreation or something, trying to unwind. So I don't have to go back to the hellhole the next day. Yeah. You know, there's something to be said about that, you know? So I think, I think entrepreneurs, they understand the grind, to be honest. You know, I, I have a lot of friends that are entrepreneurs and that's kind of the boat there. You know, they, they understand the jujitsu side of it and they correlate well that way. Um, you know, it's a marathon, yeah. not a sprint. It, it, I hate to it say really it, like, that's so true. For it, it is, it is, and there are, um, um, man, it, there it's ups and downs, man. Mm-hmm. There's gonna, and you know, the thing that I've, you know, the, I, I I do this. I've learned this in jujitsu. Learned this a long time ago. I know that when things are like hitting, and I'm like. Everything is clicking. It's great. I'm loving jujitsu. Um, those are you're just you're on like a high. It's like yeah. I mean, it's like it is so easy to go to the gym and train yeah. when you're in like this major growth spurt. Um, and then that stops and it is like I can't even I I can't do anything right. Like yeah. there's literally you feel just stuck. And that happens in business too, where it's just like you, like for, for me, um, you know, you, you onboard, like, 
a whole bunch of people all at once and you're like, this is awesome. You get like, you get that hit. I mean, it's a dopamine dump. You get that hit where it's like, this is fantastic. And then there's times where it's like, man, I'm not, not getting any new, new leads. I'm not getting new onboards. Mm -hmm. And your first, my, my, like initially my first reaction was like, man, what do I got to do? I need to do like all this stuff. And it's like, now it's just like, I know this, how this goes. Yeah. I need to keep consistent with the things that I know that are the work. Yeah. I need to be consistent with what I do. I know that these things work. Yeah. And just keep, keep, uh, you know, I do it. I have a journal. Yeah. And, um, I keep this journal. It's kind of like a business journal, but, um, when I go through those moments where I am like getting a lot of leads, new onboards, all this stuff, I write like the things that I'm doing. If anything has changed, Mm-hmm. If I'm posting more to social media, if I'm doing videos and data quote cards, yeah, I look at those things, yeah, and say, oh, well, these are what, and so I try to dissect what is like, yeah, what is it smart. that I'm that I'm doing in these times, and then when things get things get rough, things slow down, I I'll just double down on those things because I've seen You're very them organized, work, man. Yeah, you have really good processes. I wish I did that. I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, Jesus, that's smart. But it takes a lot of effort, you know, because what you're doing is tracking data. Those are data points that you can go back and study. And, you know, I fully understand that. And I know you've always been that way since I've been, I remember when you were like coming out of school and we started talking just because I was, had a new business within a couple of years and we met a couple of times. That was when we first started becoming friends and you were really like exploring, doing something on your own and, uh, talking about systems and all that stuff. But I could tell right away, which is by the way, is very rewarding for me to have seen you go through that and literally build this thing from scratch. So congrats on that. But you know, it's, it's because you were a very task, you're very task oriented as well. So again, what 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 gets you along in jujitsu that that you know putting the extra the extra thought in and having some task or goals you know like we've talked about before you know just don't go through the motions but maybe have some goals of where you want to be in six months a year and i'm not saying belt maybe you want to work on this particular guard or work on your stand-up game for six months you know you do those things when you set tasks and very, you know, and that's how you have to do with the business as well. Yeah. So I think that also correlates very well, especially when you're opening a business. Like I literally had a, a list of this has to be happened, this, then this, then this, then this, just to be open. Once we're open now, these are my tasks. This, this is the advertising we do every week. This is what we do. Yep. This, this, if you can stay on those paths and you have some organization like you're saying, and you go an extra step by doing that back analysis. That's, that's where people become successful, you know, to be staying on that track, staying on track, getting the task done and, you know, making lists and following through with it. Yeah. I mean, for the, for the listener, this is, um, so for the listeners, my business is called the BJJ physio. It wasn't always like that. When I first started, um, my business was completely different than what it is now. Um, and I think to draw a corollary to jujitsu, your things evolve as you get into jujitsu, your jujitsu knowledge advances and what you want your jujitsu to look like changes. Yeah. Um, the same thing happened to my business. I had a, my business just in, uh, March, April, 2020, uh, went through a big rebrand and like everything changed. I turned the whole business upside down. Um, the thing that I learned with business is if, if you're not making active business decisions for the business, the business will make decisions for you Yeah, and you won't like them. And what happened with me is I had a business that, um, was actually growing a lot and was, very it was starting to really show some success um really early on and but i wanted to work with jujitsu athletes i didn't have a brand that was jujitsu oriented Mm -hmm. and i um i 
was in the beginning, you know, you're just trying to find your first few people. I would take anybody. Um, and it's like really hard to set boundaries and set like, I'm sorry, I only work with jujitsu athletes. I, yeah. That's what I do now. Do you do jujitsu? Yes. Okay. What's, what's going on? Do you do yeah. jujitsu? No, I don't. I am sorry. I can't work with you. I only work with jujitsu athletes and let me find you a person that I think can help you. Yeah. But when I first started, I had a business that was showing a lot of success and I was getting a lot, helping getting a lot of people better. And then they were sending more people to me, but it was not the people that I wanted. I was not the population that I was passionate about. Yeah. And so I found, I was started making this business and getting success but I found myself in a job that I had just, it was just a job that I had built for myself. Yeah. You know, it wasn't yeah. something I was passionate about. Right. And with jujitsu, um, you know, as you gain knowledge, mm -hmm. you start being able to make those decisions about wh what does my training look like? How do I want to set going back to, as you were talking about setting tasks, what are my tasks that can get me into that next? Yeah to that next push, you know, what do I need to do to, um, continue to progress my personal journey Yeah, and my road, my road to black. Yeah. So, well, you dove head first. You thankfully you realized, I think it just took that's if I could give advice as an entrepreneur is that you have to be flexible like that. Things change. And especially if you're, developing something or you're a creative person and um th the development part is like at least you were able to quickly find that you did the technical part you did the you did the your homework you opened a business you did it you got the education the schooling the certificates i opened the business but you were missing because you were probably so analytic and focused on just getting that physical therapy business going that you really didn't it just takes sometimes it takes time to get that extra thinking yeah. and thought process and to say i'm going to take this a little bit deeper i'm going to dive even deeper into this world of jujitsu and it makes sense that you know it kind of just comes together sometimes and you created this new brand which was awesome that you were able to do that within a at least it didn't take years and years where you figured, you know, yeah. hey, I've been working with these people. It's just, I really want to do jujitsu athletes only. You know, you had the courage to, okay, hasn't been that long. We can, we can make a little shift and turn here and really, really follow my heart and follow passion and do something that I would be much more passionate and happy about, which I think worked out great for you. Same thing when you're, I've done that several times, even with uh, my apparel brand. It's, in my opinion, it's still new. We've only been online for about a year and a half. So I'm just getting going with that company. But I've already like, the first six months when I developed it looks not like the graphics, mm -hmm. the logos, the name, the website, yeah. everything has changed since then. Everything. So when you're, especially when you're creating a business or a brand or anything like that, it's never... First of all, it doesn't really often happen this way. And I don't think it's good that you just create something right off, the, right off, you know, right from scratch and it's perfect and it goes live, whatever it is, it could be any business or brand. And that's it. You never make a change. Now, if you're, if you're that, you know, then you're probably going to be very successful and it really was an excellent idea. But most of the time you're going to have to make some, some detours. You're going to have to switch yeah. things up. You're going to have to rebrand or, or, or retarget people, or that's part of the process of being an entrepreneur is just that self, you know, analyzing your situation, what's going on. And honestly, you, you start when you're brainstorming through these things, you start thinking more. And that's probably what happened to you is like, oh, like a light bulb, go, light bulb goes off yeah. sometimes, you know, um, I can tell that like on this podcast would, when I started Roll Union, it was, I, I, I had a company, basically I had the, the name Union and that's what I wanted to center my business around. So if you look at any of the older stuff and I'm only a year old, it says Union on it, you know, mm -hmm. where now you'll never see that again because in the midst of 
me still going through a creative process, always creating and thinking. It's it wasn't done when I opened. So if I wanted to, you know, have it perfect from the start, I would have just taken more time and then released it once it was done. Or maybe it would never have been done. But my point is, is I start brainstorming more and more. I um I I eventually found out what I really wanted the message and the name to be, and I branded it that way within social media. But you know, the first few months wasn't that but nothing's ever finalized in my experience. I'm always, you know, yeah. I think you always have to it's be never fresh. Done. You have to be, you know, now, you know, I have for my apparel, the brand is Roll Union and it will always be that, but it doesn't mean I won't have different looks or different logos, especially yep. with an apparel thing. That's always going to change, but you have to be flexible in that way when you're an entrepreneur. And that yeah. happened with my business with Chill Fit as well. We've had to do a lot of different, we've, we've tried some things, we've failed, we've done different experiments it's because that's what it is to run a business you know you have to you got to feel what's right and make adjustments and it's like that and anytime yeah. anything you do in in life that you want to see success you have to be malleable and and really be able to take the losses and and you know and make it you know make changes in advance from there so yeah there's going to be times when you throw up a triangle and somebody passes yeah you know there's going to be times when you try something new it doesn't go the way you yeah. want it to, but if you just stay in the long haul, you know, it's a, it is a make uh, micro it's a adjustments. Long, it's a, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> How and, fitting and macro know? and macro adjustments yeah. in some cases, like you might've, yours might've been a macro adjustment. That was a, yeah, what I did. Yeah, exactly. yeah, my, that was a macro adjustment, but, a, but an adjustment all the same, you know, businesses, businesses are never done. Like my business right now, it's not done. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I'm constantly trying to get feedback from, you know, from everybody. Like, how, what, what do you want to see this turn into? Because I'm um, ultimately just like your apparel company, just like Chill Fit, just like the BJJ Physio. It, I built the company, but it's not about me. It's about the people who are wearing your apparel company. What do they want to see? Yeah. What is the, what are the people that come into Chill Fit? What do they want? The, what do they want? Yep. Um, out of that, what do the people who sign on with the BJJ Physio? What do you need, and what do you want and expect out of what I pro can provide? Yeah, and how can I do that for you? Um, and so, and then you take that feedback and you build your next version on top of what you've already started to build. Same thing with jujitsu. Yeah, you know, you take you take these techniques, you learn the techniques. And then you build them more and more complexity and more and more into what your jujitsu, um, what it's going to be in that next, next belt or that next phase next of phase. growth, yeah. you know? So it, it, it's never, it's never done. Jujitsu is never done. Business building is never done, you know, until you, until you sell it off. Yeah. I think that's a good core. I think that wraps it up in terms of the correlation because not to say people that aren't entrepreneurs don't train, you know, everyone trains jujitsu all across things, but it does make sense in that way because I can speak from experience, you know, working in a different environment when it wasn't my own deal, it wasn't like that. You know, I, I was at the, you know, at the mercy of maybe my boss or my boss's boss or something, you know, you didn't have the, the individual opportunity to make those changes and, and make those shifts. And that yeah. can be frustrating if you don't have that control, but you know, it is a lot like jujitsu and maybe that is why people are drawn that way because they're used to owning their own shit, you know, yeah. and going through something difficult and, you know, putting those tasks down and, and, and just knowing that it's going to be a grind, you know, <laughs> and yeah. having, having kind of a blind faith that, Hey, this is, it's, it's not like there's any end goal. Right. I mean, I think, you you definitely want to have some goals in terms of your business or maybe even if if you're in business for a long time and you want to have like an out a plan to get out of business the point is though especially when you're an entrepreneur you want to enjoy what you're doing at the time that's why we do these things you know we take this yeah. individual ownership and that that is one thing i will say um you know I, there was a lot of things i appreciated about my former career i worked 
in a great company for many, many years, made a lot of money there, great benefits, just amazing friendships. I couldn't say enough about it, but personally, on a selfish level, it just wasn't fulfilling. You know? Yeah. I was great at my job, but that doesn't mean shit in the end, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you have to, for me, for me, I can only speak for me because I know there's listeners out there, hey, they work a nine to five and they love it. That's fine. But for me, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to contribute. There's just, I got, there's got to be more meaning here for me. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, jujitsu gave me a lot of that personally, but my businesses have really, I mean, I've been, I've had chill fit open for, we're going on four and a half years now. And I've never felt better about work, you know, I mean, it's rewarding. So, and it's, it's fun. And I still, I like to manage my own thing and be able to have that leeway, but it's also, you know, you take a lot of pressure on, you know, it's all on you. Something fails, the business fails or something goes wrong. It's all on me. You know, there's no point in fingers. There's no, my boss is my boss telling me what to do. There's none of that shit. So guess what? That's how jujitsu is too. Yep. You know, it's all on you. You can't blame anybody else but yourself. So. I keep showing up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Figuring out uh, what you can do to improve it. Yeah. Entrepreneurs out there, if you have any other comments on this, send us a DM or any other, uh, you guys, listeners, thank you. 20 episodes in. We'll wrap this one up for today. 20 episodes, bruv. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm stoked. It's been a good, uh, good couple months now, a few months. Got some other stuff planned coming down the road, but every week we're going to be here talking about jujitsu. So you guys want to send us in some more uh, episode ideas. We appreciate it. Any kind of comments, go subscribe to our stuff. We're on YouTube now. Um, Yeah. You can go check out this YouTube video where I saw like, I thought maybe they were little aliens flying around West, but it could, it could have been like, he's (laughs) he's got some little particles going on. I'm like, (laughs) And getting yeah, tracers the, over there. Lights funky. Got some natural light in that room, which is nice, which I had more of that here. But um, yeah, we're on YouTube. So go see two ball guys. Check us out. Subscribe. It just helps get our listenership up. Um, you know, uh, we're not, we both have got a lot going on. We look at the a- analytics a little bit, but we know we're growing. And uh, that's, you know, if you guys can help share our, social media, you know, subscribe on wherever you're listening, Apple, Apple podcast, Spotify, any of those. Um, I think I'm an Apple podcast fan. I just love their, it's so easy. I don't know what you use, but I've been listening to JRE on Spotify and it's a nightmare compared to what it was on Apple. It's just, dude, I was, the app just is horrible. Like, it, I was pissed when Rogan cut me off because so I just got, so I just switched over to Mac Yeah, and I'm getting used to the Apple podcasts and stuff, but I don't have Spotify. You know, I pay for like Amazon's, yeah, the Amazon music premium or whatever it is. And um, okay. so I don't have Spotify and well, I can't, I, you know, that's yeah. it. That's it for me. guess you're not subscribing to the road to black over there. But. <laughs> <laughs> I can't subscribe to Rogan. I can get everything else. I, I you can get uh, it for free. You oh, can, can I? You can get it for free. Yeah, I get it for free. You have to listen to some ads once in a while, though. But the the app itself, and look, if you use Spot, we have a lot of Spotify listeners, so I probably yeah, shouldn't do. talk shit because we're literally on that platform. But yeah, I don't know. It just Apple Podcast seems cleaner to me. I get a little less because I lift when I listen to podcasts. I'm in and out of my truck. I'm in and out of whatever. You know, I might pick it up on my phone. Pod, the Apple Podcast app is so smooth for that. Like every time, I, it just comes right back on, or it's always uh, there. Like with Spotify, I lose the I lose like with JRE, I lose it a lot. Like I might listen to half the episode. I get out of my car, I come back in. It's like it'll sometimes it'll go back to the beginning. Sometimes it'll be playing music. Yeah, it's in, I and I'm, I haven't been on Spotify that long, but it is definitely not. And I've read this online, like a lot of hate towards Spotify in terms of really? JRE. Yeah, because it's not as good of a clean, you know. And people can't. There's no YouTube anymore. 
for his podcast. I'm sitting here bitching about his podcast, but anyway, we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. You still, we're, we're an hour. You should be able to listen to that in one go on Spotify. So no problem. I'm a fan of Apple podcasts, but I like, I, I got Apple music and everything. So wherever you're listening, go subscribe, um, like our social media, let us know if we can, you know, talk about anything else you guys want to talk about. Other than that, we'll be back next week. Wes, you got anything? I got nothing. Nothing Thank more. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week for episode 21. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram, at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.